pretty awesome. Hello. Thank you, Father. <laughs> How's everybody doing tonight? Better than already, then. Doing pretty good. It's a great day. I woke up in feast mode. <laughs> feast mode, beast mode. <laughs> feast mode to kill the beast <laughs> mode. <laughs> Did anybody else wake up in feast mode today? Can leave in the comments. I was really into Romans today. Mm, that's Some good. Uh, Jasher too. Mm, that's good. But Romans 5 in particular oh. really whacked me. Oh, nice. What are you guys reading today? Did you have anything to feast on God? You know? Encourage each other in the Lord. Make sure you comment and share with your friends what you've been feasting on throughout the day. Encourage each other in the Lord. What's the, the Spirit teaching us? Is it how to be more gooder than before? Yeah. <laughs> Learning how to read more gooder. <laughs> That's always good. <laughs> Getting my kindergarten diploma in Christ. Hallelujah. That's good. Repenting from eating paste. <laughs> eating the paste, yeah. Eating the paste good. ministries. Well. Mm -hmm. Oh, speaking of kindergarten, this is a good one. Oh. <laughs> it's about not having bad feelings. Oh. Well, you don't have to, to raise your hand or comment, but you can if you want. Have you experienced any bad feelings toward another human being today? And your thoughts or your emotions or memories of bad things that people have done to you. Why you should feel upset. I can't believe. I can't believe he would steal my mac and cheese. <laughs> Unforgivable. Is there something that you feel just, it's unfair. This company did that to me. This bought my boss, my co-workers, or my family. Oh, I can't believe my kids are just so bad. They must get it from their father, you know. <laughs> Definitely not from me. You know, there's so many things that we go through. But one of the things the Lord wants to clean up is all those bad feelings. Because they don't actually have to be there. And you might find that surprising because they've been there for so long. Maybe on rotation, a different bad feeling. But look at this. If it's written in the wor Word, right, the Scriptures are unbreakable. But now, Colossians 3, 8. But now, put away and rid yourselves completely of all these things. Right? He wouldn't say it if it wasn't possible. Put away and rid yourselves completely of all these things. Anger. Rage. Bad feeling toward others. <laughs> curses. And slander. And foul mouth abuse. <laughs> rid yourselves of bad feelings. Uh, Glory. Amen. Shaka. And shameful utterances from your lips. Do not lie to one another, for you have stripped off the old regenerate self <laughs> with its evil practices, and you have clothed yourself. Who are you wearing? With the new spiritual self, which is ever in the process of being renewed and remolded. Plato. Plato, realm of formation, right? Yetzira. The realm of Plato formation, remolded into fuller and more perfect knowledge upon knowledge after the image, the likeness of Him who created it. So I thank you, Father, for all these things. 
being put away and rid of out of ourselves completely of all anger all rage and all bad feeling toward others all curses and slander and foul-mouthed abuse and shameful utterances from our lips we loose those from our soul right what's in the father's heart Bob Jones said binding and loosing let all the third heavens emotions of all the kindergarten classes in the third heaven be bound to our soul Mm. Ask the Holy Spirit just now, what's the, the word you'd like to release to your people? And he says, my peace I give you. That's what I heard him say. He said, the peace that's in me, I want to impart into you. In this world you will have problems. Be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. My peace I give you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for everyone's hearts postured to receive your peace, fresh impartation from God himself through the word. Thank you for the messenger of the word and the angels carrying the word of God on their wings to help every listener and viewer receive a greater salvation light through the gospel of the word of God. I pray that every single person be built up in their spirit and their spirit man be made whole and healthy through the word of God tonight. Amen. So, Song of Sol- Solomon, I want to just start here in Exodus 24, verse 9. Then they climbed. Came out of Egypt, then what? Then they climbed. Mm. It is written, Exodus 24, 9. After they crossed the Red Sea, what were they commanded to do? Climb. That's what the Bible says. They were to climb the mountain. Moses and Aaron, Nadab and Abihu, and the 70 elders of Israel, and saw the God of Israel. They were to climb and see God. Climb and see God. He was standing. God was standing on a pavement of something like sapphires. Pure, clear, blue sky. He didn't hurt these pillar leaders. The ones that climb are called what in the Bible? Pillar leaders. Pillar leaders of Israel. Sounds like a measurement. They saw God (laughs) and they ate and they drank, which is the marriage supper of the Lamb. So God wants you today to become mountain climbers. Where on the sapphires? Now where are these sapphires? I wish I had some sapphires. The truth is, You're born again with the sapphires in your abdomen. In your abdomen. That's what the Bible says. Going over here. Straight to the point. Song of Solomon 5.14 says, His hands are rods of gold set with barrel. His abdomen, which is your stomach, is a figure of carved ivory inlaid with sapphires. Your abdomen is inlaid with (laughs) sapphires. The kingdom of heaven is within you. The sapphire stones are within you. The mountain climbing of the sapphire pavement of all true leaders of the elders of Israel, of the body of Christ, is in you. The kingdom of sapphire stones is in your abdomen. Mm. So it means that the resurrection is a path inside your abdomen, which is inside your spiritual stomachs. 
Now, what sapphires are within you? The sapphires are the foundation of what? The throne of God has a foundation of sapphires. That's why it's written, The heavens are my throne and the earth is my footstool. What will you build for me? I've already built the sapphire foundation, says the Lord. Your job is to walk on it within. How do you do that? You get out of this, which is present darkness, into this spirit, which is glorious, glorious light. light. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you're translated by walking on the sapphire stones. You have them. Why? Because you ask the Creator into your hearts. Luke 17, 21 says, The kingdom, what kingdom? The kingdom of sapphires is within you. And you're now you're going to learn to walk on them. We've crossed the Red Sea to climb the mountain of sapphires. That's really good. You lay your foundations with sapphires, Isaiah 45, uh, 54, 11. Amen. Their polishing was like sapphires, Lamentations 4, 7. Ezekiel 1, 25, sky blue like sapphires. Ezekiel 1, 26, it was made of sapphires. Ezekiel 10, 1, looking like a huge sapphire stone and there's a sapphire sea before the throne of the lamb in the bible which is learning how to climb the mountain within you i remember when i went to a bob jones conference in 2010 over in wisconsin and after i had encountered the prophet god gave me vision to look within the kingdom And I saw the mountain of the Lord. It was one of the craziest experiences. Bobby Connor was there. Bob Jones was there. Jeff Jansen was there. And after I had encountered the kingdom, this is what happened. They came over. I'm wearing a hat. It says apostolic on it. I'll tell you exactly what happened. It's a cool story. Bobby Connor's preaching. Bob Jones and Jeff Jansen are sitting on the front row. Bobby Connor comes right over to me about middle on the right hand side of the the congregation he comes right up and stands right up into me looks me in the eyes and he says what's this what's this hat apostolic and uh he began messing with me about the apostolic and he he walked away as soon as he walked away god showed me what he had shown bobby and my eyes went directly inside my abdomen and i saw a mountain burning with fire It was the kingdom of heaven. My spirit man came out of my body and I was raptured. This happened now in 2010. And I'm looking down at my body. Inside my body, I see a mountain of fire in my abdomen. And I look at my spirit as I'm out of body. And my spirit looked like a cloud. And inside the cloud, there was a rainbow. Which is the seven spirits of God within me. But that seven spirit of God rainbow inside my spirit is the leadership of the born again Christian. God leads the Christian by a rainbow called the Holy Ghost inside the believer's spirit. That's why you have an unction from the Holy One and know all things. You have a rainbow, seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. And it came right back into my body. After he showed me the mountain, the spirit, and the leadership of the spirit, 
the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit was like a rainbow. Because Jesus Christ followed the Holy Spirit perfectly, therefore there's a rainbow round about His throne. God's trying to produce a rainbow round about your throne. Rainbows. We just have to be willing. And if we're blind, He'll be patient with us until we have vision. By cleansing our senses through the Word of God, you're washed in the water of the Word until you can hear clearly, until you can see clearly and cleanly the Holy Spirit. How can you follow an, an invisible leader? The Word of God makes the Spirit visible. He made it visible to me. He'll make Him visible to you. Amen. You can feel the Spirit. That's why it's written, Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. It'll be the very conscience inside you that gets seared when you say no to God who's working through your born-again spirit. So the influence and the leadership of the living God is only through the born-again believer's spirit. Do you believe there's a rainbow in you? That's the leadership of God. Every single one of you, the Bible says, Revelation 5, 6, have received the seven spirits of God into all the earthen vessels, into all the earth. You'll come out more and more, just burning away. Circum <laughs> that's why circumcision is so important even though it's uncomfortable so is that uncomfortable truth or that thing that causes us to sacrifice the knowledge of good and what we think is good you know hey that's nice i like that i prayed for the seven thunders and seven lightnings to come forth tonight all right that loud thunder in the background yeah thunder on the nice beautiful thunder <laughs> on the circumcision uncomfortable truth circumcision you know, sometimes, you know with the veils and the scales, uh, sometimes you can see, like, let's say things shift around and there's a hole, you know, you've cut through some different areas and it shifts around like you're moving. Sometimes you'll just see straight through. That's why you like you get all these, you know, random, like, oh, I just saw this, uh, you know, oh. But it's not constant through your eyes while you're awake, yet because there's still more to be circumcised. But, um, yeah, that rainbow's on the inside. This is a while ago, but I was getting ready one morning and this rainbow physically came out of my head and it was hitting the mirror. I mean, there's no sunlight in there. The door is totally closed. There's no windows in there. Just the same regular lights, but a rainbow was coming out of my forehead. And I was like, oh, there's a rainbow in there. So guaranteed, there's like, if you're with the seven spirits of God, there's a rainbow in there for sure. You could see it on the inside. Mm -hmm. You could see it in the imagination screen of your vision. You could see it in a, getting, you were there in your spirit. It, there's, there's all kinds of ways to see. And there's, you know, going into the seven interior castles, right? The but appearance of the God of Israel was like the rainbow in the cloud on a rainy day. On a rainy day. That was the appearance of the glory of God. <laughs> But it's, you know, we're growing in authority. We've been talking about Bob Jones lately, you know. What's, you know, what's the cloud of witnesses talking about? What's the spirit talking about? And he's been talking about the kingdom and the age that's coming, the age that we're stepping into. What does it start with? The kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of heaven is within you. 
He's wanting to draw out that kingdom from within you by sanctifying your senses as you go up through ascension. So you're, you're drawing that forth. Not just in a wishful thinking, but actually doing it by faith progressively more and more. And that uncomfortable circumcision, that's what's cutting away the stuff that's in the way of the light coming out. Right, that rainbow light, that white light, that seven torches blazing. All those things have to cut, right? We're, we're tearing down, there's a time for tearing down. There's a time for building up, and there's a time for sowing, there's a time for reaping. But in all these things, you want to bring out the kingdom of heaven from within you. And as you go up, you're going up in authority, because how does a tree go up? It's not just like, <laughs> you jump, you know? <laughs> it's kind of what it feels like sometimes. It goes sometimes. up in rings. Yeah, trees, they grow up, right? They grow outward, but they, they grow upward the focus is the tree only grew out it would be you know it wouldn't be more like a bush than a tree but you want the tree to go up you want to grow up and that's what the whole thing is about what did we post uh last night i think bob jones talking about how he hopes there's like i hope we don't get a revival it's a time that the saints grow up and he said, whenever there's a revival, it's like, there's light, and then it's darkness after. So, what God was looking for is that we grow up. We grow up in him. And with that, that's why it's important, translated out of the kingdom of darkness, that word in the Greek is exousia. We're translated out of the exousia of darkness. So, what is that? That's authority. What was Bob talking about? growing us up and what did he say that authority is not going to be given to us until when until we grow up growing into maturity growing up into the mountain of god firmly rooted deeply rooted firmly planted and growing up no longer in the old ways the immature ways but growing up by having our senses Renewed, made new, formed, yet zero, jashered, we're getting jashered into a higher place. We're getting formed as a new creation. The old is being removed, the new is growing up into the headship of Christ. And so what is that going to do? What is all kingdom, mage, kingdom, this? He's taken us. He's translated us from the exousia, the authority of the kingdom of darkness. And he's bringing you into the authority of the kingdom of heaven within you. Now, what did the prophet Bob Jones say? That God, why God has not released the authority yet? And why he won't? This is what he said. He's not going to give it to you because you'd kill each other with it. You'd kill one another with it. Why does God always hold back his right hand of power? Right hand representing righteousness? Because unless the people of God repent, they'll get they'll take damage. They might even get destroyed when he releases it. So we're in the time now of getting sanctified, purified. That's why it's so dangerous for people to be teaching 
against growing in holiness because it's that holiness in the presence of God, in the Word of God, the Word and the Spirit of God within you where he's going to release the power of the kingdom age. And he's not going to do that until the sons of God come into that Joseph maturity where Joseph no longer wanted to harm his brothers in any way. He's not angry, he's not bitter. By the time his brothers who had heard him betrayed him, valid reasons why you should be having bad feelings toward others, right? But they did this, every legitimate reason why you should have a bad feeling towards your brothers and sisters or towards anyone else, any others, or towards yourself. Those are the things that need removed. Even if they are legitimate reasons to your brain, the cross of Christ, of whom Joseph was a figure, is what's going to allow you to walk in that next level of forgiveness towards those who've hurt you. And it's not just a being, you know, oh, validated, act like it didn't happen, You're getting past all that immaturity into, this is what happened to me. God's using it to grow me. He's using it to make me better. I'm going to grow in forgiveness. I'm not going to drink the bitter waters. Jesus refused the bitter wine at the cross. I'm going to refuse it. And if you drink it, just repent of it. Because the very people that Satan tried to use to hurt you, to harm you, might actually be the same people that God's going to bring around. And he's asking you to save them, to bring them up higher. Not by going down and being subject to them. You're not going back down into the pit. You're not going back down into the prison. He's asking you to rise into the high place above Pharaoh. Above all black and white and red magic. In true righteousness, raise a standard and flood and show mercy. Right? It's the mercy seat of the Ark of the Holy of Holies within you. <laughs> well. That feels nice. <laughs> <laughs> Glory. Just getting caught up over here. Been noticing how clear the air is over the broadcasting studio. <laughs> it's like I've I've never had a studio like this before where I could go so high in an open heavens. I've had so many things in the in the sky opposing us over the years where there'd be you know preaching and raging against caps so i think the most fascinating thing to me is that how all that stuff feels cleared away no cap there's no cap <laughs> it, it's like this piece is like promised land peace we have a joel's bar now the last couple weeks it's completely different the heavens are so different over this place and the heights that we've attained in Christ. It's just blowing my mind. So when I'm quiet over here listening to Rebecca, I mean, I'm going up. I'm just going up in this light and this peace in these heavens. And it's it's a new realm for me in broadcasting. So I'm really excited about this greater clarity. All the things we've been warned against as it's written, celestial bodies will be shaken. Well, when they're shaken... You maintain, <clears throat> you maintain that territory, shaking them off, 
shake everything that can be shaken. Just thank you, Father, for removing that stuff. Also over everyone's heads. <laughs> for a cleaner heavens. Cool. Cleaner heavens would be a cleaner mind. It would be a cleaner body, cleaner bones, cleaner blood. So the pull at the, the flesh will go right into the spirit where the Holy Spirit is. So they'd be pulling on the rainbow of the throne of Jesus Christ. So what are they going to get out of you? A river of life out of your temple flows rivers. Instead of being pulled into sin, you get the river pulled out of you. So all the stuff that we wage warfare and good Christian warfare against is to make you so clear and clean that when you're attacked on the outside or touched on the outside by anything in the world, all they can get out of you is God. <laughs> called the body of Christ. It means nothing in the body except Christ. So, the time of testing in the wilderness of all the stuff getting refined and sanctified and purified out of you, being consecrated, set apart from worldliness, is so that there's nothing in the temple except Him. <laughs> and as you rise on the mountain of the Lord... He will increase. What will increase? Your vision upon Him. Mm -hmm. As it's written, they climbed the mountain, and the elders of Israel saw God. Yeah. It's the climbing, and the mountain is the place of the sacrifice of self. Anyone not on the mountain has decided to retain control of themselves. They said, I'm not sacrificing my soul, my mind, will, and emotions are my own. They no longer belong to God. I only claim God on the outside. They're called false Christians, false believers. A real Christian will sanctify himself. What does it mean to sanctify? Give his soul to God on the mountain. The pure in heart see God. What is a pure heart? Someone whose heart is no longer their own. They've given their heart to God. Behold, I stand at the doors of your heart. If you let me in, I'll restore you to first love. I'll restore you to God. No one can be restored to God unless they open their hearts and soften their hearts. Not once, daily. It doesn't even profit you if you had a soft heart for ten years and then one day harden your heart. You actually get seven times worse. Your history with God will be erased and you go into gross darkness. That's why if anyone turns back, they're not worthy of me. That's why you need the testimony of Jesus and not your own. Because mm -hmm. the testimony of Jesus is a perfect past. It's the Creator's past, the eternity of the eternities. Every step on the mountain is overcoming yourself. So you gain more of Him and less of you. That's the unity of the brethren in the body of Christ. That all of us have obtained Christ. What does the Bible say? That God is your great reward. So God's a rewarder of those who diligently seek mm. Him. So what do you get as rewards? Mm. More of His manifest presence and glory. Amen. That's also the key to the Issachar <laughs> anointing in your life. When you seek God as your great reward, He starts to unveil to you the times and the seasons. And, and that's a sapphire stone that can be available to you. So as you start to shift your focus to instead of like, Oh, you know, gemstones and angel feathers and revival and all this other cool, totally valid stuff for you to want. You know, there's a, a deepening of that desire for the giver of the gifts rather than the gifts. And, you know, the experiences are great. You should want those and go after those. 
but it's it's a, always a constant refinement even if you've gone beyond all christianity has where they've been you know at any point we stop we become you know god one of the names the secret names of god shaddai uh, they have it, you know, spelled out like an acronym. It means like the the gatekeeper or the protector of the gate of Israel. And so, in Satan's gatekeeping, it's a hiding knowledge, concealing knowledge to hurt you. And in God's kingdom, it's to keep you from getting hurt, to keep you from hurting yourself, hurting others. And so, and he's also a protector to keep the evil outside of the gates. And yeah, so as you're going up to know his times and seasons, as you lean into desiring him above the things from God, those mysteries and times and seasons start to be given to you in an increasing measure. Because the cooler, the higher you go up, the cooler the stuff is, the harder it is because of fallen human nature to want the giver more than the gifts because the gifts get better and better, right? Kingdom age gifts. It's like, you know, the old, you haven't even seen the temptation until you go up, 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 you know, we have more to see, but it's nice because God wants to see who really is going to want him, not just all his cool stuff, you know, and we've all done that. It's not like, it's like, well, I am not, you know, that's just a normal part of human nature, but you have the option here to sanctify that, to get that circumcised. So instead of pretending... That's something I noticed with God. He appreciates honesty. So instead of just like pretending in prayer, like, oh, I'm glad I'm not like them, Lord. They just want you for your stuff from you. I'm better than that. And then it's kind of like eyebrow is like, really? You know, maybe in measure, but you haven't even, what about, you know, the big gifts? So, you know, it's just, it's good to be honest and upfront with God. I noticed that he likes that. He prefers us to be real with him about where we're at and just like, I know it's not supposed to be this way, but this is how it is in my soul right now. And that way you're going at it from not delusion and not a place of pride. So it's just, you know, start off just being humble, just being honest with God where you're at, you know, because we get this thing, oh, if God sees what's wrong with me, he's not gonna hear me. You know, he would honestly rather you just be truthful about where you're at and so because it's not he's not deceived about where we're at right he just he knows you can't fool him so you might as well just you know pour out the details of your life to him while you were him. yet in sin christ loved you he did right so <laughs> he's not gonna he's not gonna love you less right that's how humans are but he's gonna absolutely love seeing the progress that you make as you trust in him to change you so it's just Shifting out of that religious mindset of fear and a fear to approach God and boldly approaching his throne for grace in your time of need, knowing who you are and that you're loved. A lot of people try to earn God's love as if it's something that they can earn and be deserved through works, mm -hmm. salvation through works, or God's favor through works. Mm -hmm. Love is grace. Grace and love are the same thing. Growing grace is growing in love, which is something you can't earn it's simply mm -hmm. allowing God's nature of who God is God is love he doesn't diminish love mm -hmm. we close our hearts up to it that's the reaction to human beings that don't go into the spirit mm -hmm. when we go into the spirit we allow the love of God to change us it's the very fire 
of the kiln of the the potter and the clay mm -hmm. and the more that you react to allowing it to change you as it is written love your neighbor as yourself well how do you get that amount of love to love your neighbor as yourself as god loves in true agape mm -hmm. you have to allow the change that comes through fire mm -hmm. our god is an all-consuming fire and our god is love he's mm -hmm. also wisdom so there's an intelligence to love mm. there's a brightness about his love it's a pure holy glory and this love is what transforms the person into a divine being from human love which is selfish and it's self-seeking love to divine love which is unselfish divine love is God's manifest presence it's what emanates from his person and from his throne that's why the very throne of Jesus is called the throne of the Lamb because it's agape mm -hmm. the throne of the Lamb means agape Jesus's throne is named agape it's the source of agape love mm -hmm. and that's why I saw a lamb looking as though it'd been slain standing on the throne it's the slain that makes agape which means sacrifice for others while they're yet enemies you know, even mm -hmm. friends will do good stuff for friends, but who has mm -hmm. ever loved their enemies like Jesus, agape? Which means pouring out light towards people who are pouring out towards you darkness. That's why we don't curse, we bless. What's the blessing? And you know, light can be so strong it's a curse. God's anathema is light that terminates curses. The wrath of the Lamb is light and agape that destroys curses and all the works of the enemy. You never go to the enemy for tools. You don't right. go to the enemy for his arrows and his swords and his spears. Mm -hmm. The enemy doesn't have any part of the kingdom of heaven. It is the ferocious mm -hmm. usage of light that becomes the very curse towards darkness. Darkness doesn't curse darkness. Light curses darkness. Light will devour darkness. The wrath of the Lamb will devour curses, mm -hmm. will devour religion, will re devour selfish love, mm -hmm. will oh, devour yeah. all false Christianity. Yeah, that's a false love. You know, you want to make more room to receive God's love in your heart. A lot of what has to happen is that uncomfortable truth that cuts away and circumcises out the false love. Because that's the stuff that everything that we you know it's like oh this is everything we've learned in charismatic christianity so far this is everything that i know that i have in the drunken glory that i didn't have before it's all those good things and those they become forms everything we go to the next one it becomes that form of what we learned which was true and it was the best thing we've ever had it was this saved my life this saved me you know from this religion you ha we have to keep going and allow God to cut away those things because the very good things are keeping us from the perfect that he wants to shower upon us. And if we allow ourselves to be vulnerable with the seven spirits of God, the Holy Spirit, within our heart, those kind of, it's that scary thing. It's scary for a lot of people. A lot of, even a lot of our people, uh, the Lord wanted me to, oh, this is the other thing he wanted me to talk about. Mm -hmm. It's related to this. This is where it gets scary for people. You know, I've had a lot of people, they'll come to me and they'll ask me something. If the Spirit tells me what to say, I'll give them, you know, this is, you know, this is what I'm hearing. You know, this is that. 
But a lot of times, and I notice you'll have me do this, is ask ask them, you know, ask you the question, okay, well, instead of explaining what this thing means, or we said this, or this was posted, and this isn't picking on one particular person, uh, but understand, a lot of times what's going on with you, because you're in a group of people in a similar learning arena, you're dealing with a lot of the same things. And it rains so, it parts. It does, right. So so it might be like, you know, I might be talking about one situation and it sounds like, oh, that's, oh, that's what, you know, I reached out to Rebecca and she said that to me or something like that. That's common across the board. We usually tend to get the same kind of questions we'll pour in because the body, you are a body of Christ and you're dealing with the same thing. So it's good not to take it, you know, personal or offensive. You know, when you come to us in confidence like that, we don't just... We don't talk about the things that you say to us. We don't put it out there. Address the and whole message. body. The whole body's right. going through it together. Mm-hmm. A lot, oftentimes when people will private message Rebecca and I about stuff they're going through, it's numerous people at right. the same time saying the same thing. That's mm-hmm. how it's That's so how, easy for us to mm-hmm. discern the demonic attacks. Right. If it's an individual thing and it's a separate thing, it's totally different. Mm-hmm. But when it's all the people saying the same thing, it's like, right. oh my gosh, this is what the enemy is doing. That's why we address mm-hmm. things and then we address it corporately. Right. Because it's a full frontal attack against, you know, mm-hmm. u- usually finances. And that's one of the main things he's mm-hmm. always trying to hit. I don't think people realize that the enemy is warring up over the mm-hmm. tithe. Oh, yeah. Go ahead and do that one. <laughs> do that one and then I'll come back to the other one. The yeah. enemy is fighting for the tithe and the offering that belongs to God. This is. Mm-hmm. This is not even a minor fight, people. This is frontline battle for finances, getting them into God's hands through His consecrated leadership in the body of Christ. It is so frontline battle over the tithe. This has been the, probably the number one, I don't even think there's anything even close, right. of what the enemy, Satan and his angels, have been warring for in 17 years of full-time ministry. Their number one thing mm-hmm. is to steal the tithe and the offering. Mm-hmm. Number one. Yeah. If they can diminish the leadership and steal the offerings, they can completely take away all of the government of that person and right. all of the, the uh, complete advancing mm-hmm. of that ministry. They want to diminish the ministry by, what does the Bible say, taking the priest's food. When the nation was healthy, they would have awesome offerings for the priests. This is all scripture. Mm-hmm. Now read the Bible. This is what it says. Oh man, I can just feel the wrestling right, of demons right now. Oh, we're the button heads of these bulls of Bashan today. Be nice. This is where the demons are all at. Yeah. They're all pent up in the natural, right. and they're trying to control the financial. So we want to burn the bulls. We mm-hmm. want a bull offering today of mm-hmm. burning the financial stuff and it's not about just oh you're not given enough it's about getting rid of demons people right it's about slaughtering demons there are demons Mm -hmm. all kinds of blockages in people's mindsets and their bank accounts and their businesses Mm -hmm. where they're just all bound up by financial Mm -hmm. curses we need to embrace the altar of fire in these realms of demonic influence Mm -hmm. wherever the demons are and i tell you Number one place the demons are, are around your money. It's always like Truth that. anyhow. Mm-hmm. That's been the number one place you wrestle the demonic. And I've seen it constantly. 
and everywhere else is totally secondary and it's not even close. You break through in these realms and get the financial realms demon-free. Yeah. Everything else just flows. It gets so much easier. Right. Like it says in Ecclesiastes. Mm -hmm. People hate this verse, but it's scripture anyhow. Mm -hmm. Money is the answer for everything. Right. That's exactly what the Bible says. <laughs> Money is the answer for everything. People will cringe, but the the demons know that if you get that breakthrough in the mm -hmm. financial realms, right. learning how to be a sacrificer. Mm -hmm. This was what the nation of Israel was learning in the wilderness. How to mm -hmm. sacrifice. How to bring the tithes and the offerings and the burnt offerings right. and the sin offerings and bring them to the priests offering them on altars and allowing the priesthood to function as the leadership of the whole nation. Right, because it was, it was that priesthood. Every time the priests were taken care of and the offerings were coming into the temple, when God's house and his priesthood that, that God chose, not that somebody else in some other nation chose, but in God's nation, who God chose and set apart, as long as those people were taken care of, and that and the offerings came in because what, what was their portion they didn't have all the other stuff that everybody else had they just had what their brothers and sisters brought in and they were chose by god they were chosen by god and every time that they were taken care of the priests were taken care of the temple was taken care of the priest was taken care of the whole nation flourished everything was great and when he's talking about the bowl offering if you remember solomon that the bowl offerings coming in everyone donating that's when the glory returned right it's about establishing the kingdom so and i think a lot of people too come from a background of religion where there's a lot of trauma because the church buildings made by human hands that have been under jezebel there's always a curse on the offerings right so the bible says this and that but when they give there's not actually any blessing going on there. And so the people come around and they carry some of those wounds and they go, oh, how is it going to be different? Or oftentimes what the enemy will do is say, hey, here's some strange fire, good works. Somebody, you know, why don't you take care of this person or do that thing? Well, test every spirit, right? Because not everything is from God. Oh, is it a coincidence that we just met this person or all these different things, they just happen to come across my path. Those are a lot of false signs and wonders that you'll encounter all the time as you rise. Like the amount of false signs and wonders that I weed out day after day, like week after week, it's pretty astonishing. Those are the ones, you know, if I let those, if I let those, you know, not, not God encounters influence what I was going to say at Joel's bar every week or, you know, online when I'm posting, it would be the wrong message, right? But when like um, the orange sign wonder was so huge lately and it was legitimately what God was saying. Well, what was there was something else that the enemy was saying at the same time trying to use the same sign of wonder. And, you know, I had a, what do you call it? Uh, instead of a di divine appointment, almost everyone I know, if this had happened to them, I talked to God about this, would have thought it was a divine appointment of someone coming in, but it was the enemy's take on it's probably you know more of the realms of spirituality and psychology and things like that but since I was aware of what we were dealing with because I listened to the Holy Spirit that morning when it manifested it was a different spirit <laughs> so 
you get all these you know coincidences oh it's is it divine timing this must be a divine appointment stop thinking like that test every spirit because even as you go up far above the sun don't think like oh it's all just flowing for me now i saw a license plate always test the spirit if it ain't what god inside me is saying <laughs> oh man it ain't god if it's not what he's saying i don't care how coincidental how flowing how this just happened to be you know i don't care and for that reason we weed things out so if someone just happens to come along on your path and now all of a sudden you know satan's trying to get you to not bring in the full tithe using you know good sounding works and a lot of people fall for this a lot of people do it's actually a normal part of your growth in christ to be confronted with this because it's human nature fallen human nature to go into religious guilt and give into things that you're not supposed to be giving giving into we'll take a look at the person are they training in righteousness really are they going up the sapphire pavement are they you know though you're always going to have the poor with you and there's all these different things and programs and we also support you know orphanages and things like that there's a place for that and that should come out of the overflow like if there's a good works that's on your heart you talk to god and you give out of the overflow there are free will offerings and then there are the tithes and offerings so just understanding it a clear vision and this is the only the other thing that god wanted me to talk to you about today that a lot of our people do deal with so if you hear this this is not just you this is a lot of people even a lot of our people they'll have a question or something that doesn't make sense or a teaching and want an explanation or want an answer to a specific question and when the spirit says says to me okay i want you to ask them to talk to me about it and then check back in what you find is oftentimes they never get an answer. And just to use an example, I have, you know, one person say, you know, can you explain this to me? I could easily explain that, but what the Spirit said in that moment was, I want you to ask this person to talk to me about it. And so, I, you know, I give the message, and it's, this is great practice. Everyone should do this. You have a question? Ask God. Maybe write the question down. Put it in your journal or speak it out loud to Him and wait and pray and get the answer. But what you find is a day later, two days later, three days now, a week later, they still haven't gotten an answer. It's just hovering out in space somewhere. Well, God wanted you to talk to him about that. And this is what scares, sometimes it'll scare our people so much because, you know, what they're like, you know, what if I, I, I'm not hearing the answer? I'm not hearing God. And then we come to find out that most of the Christianity, even amongst our own tribe, really comes down to, it's still religion. What is that? Well, I'm still, that means you're still mostly discerning and telling things apart by what you know and what you've studied in the Word and your past experiences with God. That's not necessarily a bad thing, but oftentimes that's a very good thing that's keeping you from the perfect. What's the perfect is God has a fresh word for you right in here. He's taught intimacy with God, talking to him. You know, people like to throw around that word yada him, yada him, intimacy. To be honest, most people I've heard talk about yada God in glory stream and even in, you know, certain streams of drunken glory. 
you know, different mutations of that. It, it's really it's sexual intimacy with demons and false love. And so there's all this, you know, just jargon becomes Christianese jargon. What does the word of God say? It says that yada to yada him in the word of God in Psalms, it means the palaces. He, you yada him in the palaces, it's written. So unless it's the interior castle journey, which is the very same as the sapphire stones. It starts with the interior castles, so you can seek him with the power of your soul. To know him is to go in, and that's to go up. That's what it means to be intimate with him. And it's just getting into the word of God and the spirit. The word and the spirit. So when something comes up and you have a question, it's fine to ask us. Ask a friend, you know. That's also a part of learning, but it comes a time where God wants you to be able to ask him a thing, and you get the answer from him. But, but just open your mind a little bit. If it feels like, oh, that's not me, that's not me, that's all of us to a degree. There are certain things that we don't yet have the answers for that we've been asking God. The reason why... In certain seasons, I've been successful in discerning who was coming in from the enemy when they looked like they were not, is for this exact reason. Ask God, for example, did this person come into my life or to my friend's life? Are they from, were they sent by Satan or were they sent by God? This thing I have a question about. Let me ask God and wait for the answer. And I want to encourage you, if that's you, and you're not hearing God, and you're still want, well, if I just learn this knowledge about the high stuff, then I can hear God. No. No, that is wrong. That's not how it works. You know him right where you're at. Hear that still, small voice within you. Where you're at right now, and he is going to teach you himself. I'm teaching you, Brandon's teaching you, so that you can open your ears and open your eyes to see and hear the living God on your own. And that doesn't mean people are gonna, okay, now I don't need leadership anymore. A lot of times, that's why wicked leaders don't share these things, tips and tricks on how to really hear God. The reason why they gatekeep in the satanic way instead of gatekeeping in a holy way is because they want control over the people. They want you to rely on them to hear God. Well, that's great. We'll be here sharing the fresh bread from God every day. But when it's true kingdom age, God-chosen leadership like it is here, there's no fear of that. That's why we teach you every day exactly what God has been teaching us on how to hear his voice so you can hear him yourself. The reason why there's no fear of you being able, you know, we need every one of you guys to hear God and see God. There's no fear about that in this ministry, and what sets us apart is because this is the leadership of God. So when you hear and see God, it's the same God. We're talking to the same God. We're hearing the same chief general commander of our army, Jesus Christ, who came in the flesh. You're soldiers. You're learning to test every spirit. You're getting built up in the word of God and truth. And there's no, there's no breaking rank. It's just we're in the army of God. We're learning our assignment. And the better you can hear 
as a soldier, you're gonna do better, not as a deaf soldier, right? If a soldier has hearing capabilities on the battlefield, you're gonna have more success. And that just, it makes sense. And it just, it is true. So that's what God wants to wants you to work on. Hear his voice mm. in a greater way so that we can all be, what is it? It's a nation. It's a nation of priests. A nation of priests who serve God and worship him in spirit and in truth. And whether you're called to the marketplace and you be a priest in the marketplace, we'll still be here in the priesthood of Melchizedek. And I know that if you're hearing from the same God, you'll still be supporting your brothers and sisters who are the priests of Melchizedek for this time. Praise God. What does it mean to have a royal priesthood? Everyone's a mediator, which means everyone's hearing clearly from God the Father in heaven. So a priest is one who can hear God's voice. The spirit and the bride say, come. Let him who has ears to hear come and drink. Notice that you can only come to God if you can hear God. If you can't hear, it's demon possession or sin, which is darkness and demonic influence externally or internally. Demonized or demon possessed, it's all the same. It means there's darkness stopping up your mm -hmm. senses so that you can't boldly approach the Shekinah. So there's no ascension into a greater light. There's darkness com compromising the temple, stopping up and corking your spirit. This is because the person's brain is valuing the soul and the flesh more than their own spirit. All the darkness is simply from falling short of the glory that is written all of sin and fallen short, which means there's a value system that is not in agreement with God the Father's value system. It means that he... We don't value spirit. We trample spirit underfoot, it is written. They'll trample the holy place under their feet. What does it mean to trample the holy place under your feet? It means to value the things of soul, the things of your feelings and emotions, the things of the natural realm and your senses, and storing up treasures in the natural realm of senses instead of storing up treasures in heaven. Which means we don't value the holy place of the spirit. This is not a place we're progressing. We're progressing in soul and flesh, which means we're carnal and backslidden. Which means it's dead leading the dead, blind leading the blind, because our vision and our hearing are not in our spirit. So all the ministry, if you understand the scriptures, is to circumcise the stuff off of your spirit, which means to remove the world below for the world above to be visible to you. Circumcision in the New Covenant is the removal of your entire below world. If the below world is where your senses are, you're not circumcised. Mm -hmm. You're not New Covenant circumcised, which means only after they were circumcised could they ascend the mountain. Right. No one can That's come good. up the mountain unless they're circumcised mm -hmm. of the below world. Uh, because the below world is what keeps you down in the dirt and the dust, blind and dead. Now you're born again, you cross the Red Sea, you got out of Egypt, you're not under Pharaoh, now you're under Moses and Aaron in the Bible. This happened. This is reality today also through symbolism and wisdom. You are now 
the believers in Jesus Christ. You love the blood, it saved you from your sins. Now we need circumcision, which is the entire removal of the below world. To have your senses fully exercised means to live in the above world. Blessed are they that overcome and conquer, for they shall live in the above world. They shall rule over the earth from the above world with me, Jesus Christ, Revelation 5.10, for a thousand years. So the whole purpose of ministry and priesthood is hearing and removing. When you hear, something got removed because hearing requires actions. Let him who hears come. If you don't hear, there's no obedience, so there's no action. So the Spirit and the Bride say, Come. So you have to hear what the Spirit's Mm -hmm. saying. And those who hear, they come and they drink, which means they come into the above world. And the below world Mm -hmm. is torn from them. Violently, viciously, the God of this world is torn off of them. The demonic influence is ravaged off of you, savagely executed off of you like a burnt offering. They would take the animal and bind it with cords to the altar, which means Mm -hmm. it's a representation of tearing the demonic influence of the below world off of your spirit to rise to God. Mm -hmm. A priest carried a sharp Mm -hmm. sword as a sacrificial dagger and would violently kill animals six days a week. Do you understand Mm -hmm. what the priesthood is? Viciously attacking sins and the below world off of the human spirit. And you can see from the reaction to Red Letter Ministries last 17 years, Mm -hmm. Christians hate it. They hate it. They love the below world. The below world has become their inheritance. That's the church of iniquity. The above world is our inheritance. The below world must be your footstool. Mm -hmm. You must rule over the below world. If you're interwoven in the below world, you'll never hear from God clearly. You'll always have demonic influence. You'll be confused about everything. You'll be siding with the enemy against the rainbow leadership of the Holy Ghost. We need a people siding with the rainbow leadership of the Holy Ghost. What's the rainbow crown of the angels standing on the sun? It's the leadership of the Holy Spirit over a spirit being, which is an angel, which is what you are when you're born again. A new creature is an angel. Truth anyhow. Now the issue is getting that rainbow down here in your spirit, underneath all the world in your soul and flesh and senses and reasoning and education and the cares of the world and family bloodline ties and everything that's Mm -hmm. sucking you dry externally and getting that burnt off of you Mm -hmm. for the rainbow to crown you. What does it mean to wear a rainbow crown? It means someone whose spirit has overcome the world's influence. Now they're standing on natural light. They're standing on the sun. Until you're standing on the sun wearing a rainbow crown, you'll be under the sun, which is vanity, idolatry, immorality, 100% of the time. Mm -hmm. We must overcome the world and stand on the sun and wear the rainbow crown to be the manifest sons of God. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. we're still under the devil. Right. deceiving ourselves and deceiving others that's how it's so deceiving because you know people can follow our teachings and be around even for a long time and it's just like this is why it's such a great test to ask the lord the question and then wait and get the answer because i mean just think about it even just logically like shake yourself up wake yourself up it's like it's been how many days no answer 
how many weeks and still no i guess well god's just not gonna answer what what you know it's it's still in that arena well well i think this and i feel this well i, I saw an angel i think it was an angel feather or or a thing well i feel this and i think this and i believe this and well at joel's bar they said this knock it off you gotta get real i mean a real relationship with god means there's going to be answers to your prayer and not just in a vague oh i wished for this and it came true the wishing well granted my wish that's still religion it, it it's a relationship to know him in the interior palaces mm. that even if god's telling you this is just for example just use this as an example because i know god doesn't always give certain answers right away i feel fire burning but he at least when i when i'll talk to him he'll let me know it's not time for that yet or or there'll be something will come up and i'll start looking into something oh what about this and that and at least we usually within a day it could be a couple minutes could be a couple of days depending on you know the importance of the topic i'm like oh yeah that was a solid hard you know no <laughs> you know but there, there's communication there's many ways that god communicates to you i know i want to encourage you to open up you know, your faculties, your senses, to be, you know, circumcised and washed and glorified in ascension, so that there, whatever the one way that you know that that you're pretty solid, you hear God this way. You want to have all your senses engaged with God, and those, especially those areas you might be weaker in, because when the enemy comes around, what they do is they look for your strongest sense that you perceive God, His voice, His answer. And they move in ways where you're weak to shut you down, right? So wherever your strongest is, they'll go and shut it down using your weaknesses, if you can follow that. But here's the nice thing. This is what I learned from Bob Jones. He said they can't shut down all your senses at once. So develop all of them, which mm -hmm. is simply developing a relationship with God. Mm -hmm. So if you're weak in the seer department, work on being a seer. If you're a really terrible listener, how can you tell if you're a terrible listener to God? You'll be a terrible listener to others, right? If you're a bad listener to humans, you're automatically guaranteed a bad listener to God, even if you think you're the best. <laughs> it's just, that's the standard judgment. You might think you're humble towards God, but you're only humble towards God in the manner you're humble towards mankind, people. That's the litmus test. Everything else is fake. So. Time to get tested in fire. Nothing better than praying for judgment. If you can't hear it clearly, it's because there's blockages, which means something has to burn. As mm -hmm. you said that, I heard the Lord say, some of the blockages that you're not hearing clearly only come out with prayer and fasting. Mm, that's good. Demonized. DNA. Mm -hmm. It's like mud. They'd use mud to fill the wells of the tribes of Israel, keeping the flocks and so that they couldn't mm. water the sheep water the animals and so it would depreciate and diminish their prosperity because the wells were stopped up with mud they put snakes in them scorpions wow. in them, poisoned the wells which means the demonic influence of just the world just being in the world this is what dying daily is is getting all that mud mm -hmm. off of your temple so there's living water flowing well i just saw that scorpion mud you described as the do the religious doctrine of demons it's religion that religious doctrine of demons that says oh you just gotta walk by faith but what they're trying to deceive you, and they've deceived many, I think, listening at the sound of my voice, into thinking that it's okay not to hear an answer from God. 
That is not okay. Mm. It is not okay. My sheep, hear, my sheep hear my voice and, and they obey. And Andrew Murray, he said, "Don't we should not." Andrew Murray, I mean, a great Christian writer, one of the one of the great ones. Uh, Bobby Connor loves him too. Uh, we've been reading. He's got Brandon's got his books right here uh, beside us on the desk. He said he talks about you should not be content if you have not heard the answer to prayer. That's not okay. That's not the religious demon, doctrines of demons, religious demons. Like, oh, you just got to walk by faith. Don't, don't you trust him? <sighs> you know, that those are all lies. It should be crystal clear. Hear Father, son, father, daughter. Hear what the Spirit is saying. Hear what the Hear. Spirit. That's a commandment. Yeah. Woo, that's good. And then come. Amen. When the Spirit speaks, you obey. Our job is to be hearers and obeyers of what God is speaking. And if it ain't clear, there's demonic influence majorly. Yeah. So top priority, get the darkness out. Get the mud out. Yeah. Consecrate, sanctify yourself. Declare mm -hmm. a fast. Spend time in the Word. Yeah. Your Word is truth. Mm -hmm. The entrance of the Word gives light, removes darkness. And revelation, it's a, it's a whole slew of things. Feasting and drinking in heaven is a whole slew of things. It's fellowship. It's food, it's drink, it's God, it's angels, it's you, it's a fellow, it's all that intermingling and all of that together keeps you clear and clean inside the kingdom. Possessing the kingdom is possessing the second heavens in a group of people clear and clean that have no demonic influence. Living inside the kingdom realm is a people that have learned how to overcome their own weaknesses, their own mm. demonic influence. The places where they fall short of the glory are now filled with glory. How? By a reliance on hearing mm -hmm. and obeying the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Holy Spirit is your father. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is raising your spirit up to be in the exact likeness of Jesus Christ. So any area you're listening doesn't mean you're going to get a breakthrough just by listening. There needs to be obeying. Mm -hmm. This is why he first tests you oh, in the realm of the natural. He tests you in finances. finances. That's the big one. Because yeah. if you can't consecrate your finances mm -hmm. to the Lord, you won't Ooh. in any area of your invisible person. First in the visible, right. then, then in the invisible. If you principle. can't do it in the visible and consecrate mm -hmm. the visible parts of you, of head and hand and work right. and finances and time for God, there's zero chance, zero, that the invisible part of you can ever obey God in sacrifice and obedience right. and offerings. Right. Forget about hearing and seeing in the Spirit. If you're not already faithful in finances and tithing to the priesthood of Melchizedek, I mean, just forget about it. The hearing and the seeing, it's all going to get is all There needs get to be a out. consistency. That's right. why you walk That's with why God they attack and you, the don't, finances. you don't turn back. Yeah. Because they attack. That is the, the foundation mm -hmm. of fortifying your life for heavenly things right. and it should be no surprise that finances mm -hmm. is the main enemy of what you battle in full-time ministry in apostolic mm -hmm. ministry because the god of this world is mammon which means you're directly combating satan and i can feel yeah. it tonight we are combating the devil mm -hmm. when you combat money Right. I'm gonna, I want to answer someone's question. And let the angel armies just take it out and obliterate it in the Christians. I, I want to answer someone's question. I was hearing people <laughs> thinking. And uh, fear, first of all, fear not, it is written. Right? Fear not about finances. 
And some people are like, well, if I need to give to be able to hear, how can I hear what I need to be able to give? That's why he said, test me in this about finances. Even if you can't hear, just a basic 10% tithe, you can automatically just start that, start there, and then it's going to start flowing. Obeying so the we don't get word. into that back and forth, yeah. Because the audible voice of God is simply the manifestation of the Logos written mm-hmm. word of God from the scriptures. Right. Oftentimes it's a deeper understanding of it than anything we've read because our minds are not glorified to the level of understanding that God walks in. So when God speaks, he challenges our understanding of his right. word and brings us into a deeper encounter of the experience of the word, the Bible experience. Amen. So we're not just readers only, but we're experiencers of the word. The word is the keys of the kingdom into the realms of glory. So God will speak something from the Bible so you understand the Bible more. Every single one of you is becoming Bible scholars because Jesus is the written Bible. He's the Logos written Bible. Which means if you don't know the Bible, you don't know Jesus. And God usually can't speak to people because they have so little word in oh, them. Oh, yeah. That's another thing that uh, that was highlighted today. One of the Holy Ghost highlights for today was the Bob Jones video that we were listening to. <laughs> and he said, that's why you got to stay in the word. I mean, every day, stay in the word because that's what the Holy Spirit is going to use to speak to your conscience, your inner man, your, your spirit. That's becoming a... Holy Spirit. Here's the thing about the word. Mm-hmm. Look at it like seed. You yep. can't, you sow wheat seed, you sow cucumber mm-hmm. seed, you sow mustard seed, you sow any kind of vegetable or fruit seed, and you're you're a gardener and you're a farmer and all this stuff. One season of sowing seed, it's not like, oh, well, I've done corn. No more corn ever again. <laughs> I mean, it's like going through Romans. I've read Romans. Mm-hmm. No more thousands of times they've been sowing the same exact mm-hmm. seed of the and same exact fruit and vegetables for thousands yeah. of years but they don't stop saying because i already had all that seed you keep sowing yeah you never get out of romans you never get out of ephesians and colossians right. that word is always, always going yeah. in that's the seed of the spirit is the mm-hmm. word of god and so I've you know, been through Romans th- hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. You, you still keep going in and the soil gets mm-hmm. better. Yeah. The mind gets renewed by receiving the word of God as seed into the spirit. The mind mm-hmm. is renewed by the fruit that comes from the seed of the mm-hmm. word of God. Mm-hmm. How can we hear more clearly today than we did when we first started in Christ? Because we've allowed his word mm-hmm. to grow in our hearts so we know the fruit of the word. You will, That's good. The Bible says you'll know them by their fruit. What does it mean to know them? You'll be able to distinguish right from wrong, good from evil, Satan's kingdom from Jesus Christ's kingdom by what came forth from the word, the spoken and the believed word in their hearts. It determines all the type of light or darkness in one soul is the same type of seed which is the words going into your senses or the visions and all the different things surrounding you that you're allowing into your body. That was what makes up the garden in you right now. Mm-hmm. All right. Change the seed. Start listening to a different word, a higher word. Repent and allow a greater word from God. That's why the Bible says the gospel did not start in the angel preaching it in midair. Mm-hmm. It started with men 
of Galilee in the dirt of Jerusalem. But it ends. It doesn't end in the earth. It ends in the heavens. Is it the same gospel? No! It's not the same gospel. Every apostle's gospel in scripture is a growing gospel. That's what it says. You did not have the full gospel, so we had to instruct you further in the way of truth. Which means this gospel, guys, is growing. The maturity of the gospel is growing into the same belief systems of Father God that we have never had before. We've had deposits. We've had experiences. It, a lot of it's been God. A lot of it's been maturing into God. So when we come into maturity, we come into the same belief systems of the manifesting glory of the Word that God the Father experiences in heaven all the time. Right. That's why I think a lot of you, too, you want to clean up your diet. Uh, just like if you're getting more serious, we've been, there's been all these you know bodybuilding allegories lately. If you're getting really serious, you clean up your diet. For a lot of you guys, the things that you used to listen to that genuinely helped you to just, you know, come out from just living the life of maybe whoredom or sin or drugs or alcohol, and it legitimately helped you. It's actually such a much lower word, and it has so much more mixture of charismatic religion in it. Even though that stuff helped you back then, I really want to encourage you, stay in with the high word this season because a lot of those things that helped us back then it's not really helping us now because it's such a lower word there are certain books and teachers that we do recommend that what came through their spirit was so pure that it is like a living word and it's continually alive when you go back and listen to it that's the difference but 99 i would say probably like 98 to 99 percent of charismatic stuff from teachers who have actually helped you guys to get here it's gonna hurt you if you go back and you're trying to listen well that helped me back then and i want to go back to what you know you're in metamorphosis some stuff's gonna melt down but if you go back to an older seat at a lower elevation it's not gonna help you move forward so i would encourage you stay in the word obviously we're gonna keep bringing out the new bread uh, but that's why i like to listen to stuff like Bob Jones, uh, Bobby Connor does a great job as a prophet because he's so in the Word so much. Um, G.N. Guyon, uh, Andrew Murray, uh, Brother Lawrence. Uh, we might put together another list for you guys. You know, there's Teresa, of Av Teresa Avila. There are certain works that have been written or that have been spoken and prophecies given that every time, like, when we go back and you, let's say you go back and you watch our master class on righteousness again, those words are active and alive. I go back and I watch them, and it's brand new to me. I learn from going back through again and again. It's, like, brand new because the purity of the Spirit is coming through the words from the Joel's bars or even from my own lessons, and I get taught by the Spirit because, just like Brandon said, when you go back through inspired word, no matter how many times you think you've heard it. If that's a word for you today, if that's a class that you that you need to be taking, if that's you know the scriptures that you need to be reading, it's gonna be fresh. I make all things new. It's, he's gonna make it real in your life for today. And you're gonna learn, you're gonna grow by revelation, like popping like popcorn. Somebody get that popcorn word? Lately, that's for you. 
it's gonna pop it's gonna be fresh revelation which means you need to take all that stuff that helped you the most in the last couple years last five ten years just scrap it for now and get that fresh revelation mm-hmm. all those things that you've leaned on and relied on just scrap it and just get that fresh new word of the Lord that's gonna take you up in the sapphire stones so you go from the milk of the word to the meat of the word what's the milk of the word did God's word change no your inner man changed mm-hmm. so your inner man went from milk because the spirit is so malnourished the spirit's so immature it's just in babyhood <laughs> but because now it's glorified by the word now it eats meat <laughs> so instead of just surface level revelation when the word comes forth it goes like seven layers deep right into God the Father's heart and experiences like archangel activity what's the difference mm-hmm. your response to the same exact word the seed mm-hmm. now the seed has such a fruit production inside the inner man there's an understanding of angelic ability the inner man has become mature and has consumed all the blockages <laughs> what's the breaker 19 the word why can't it break through for some because <clears throat> they're still on milk because it works through the spirit the word comes alive and it dies in the spirit unless the seed falls to the ground and dies well where does the seed go into the soil of what the spirit so it has to go into the spirit and there the holy spirit works inside your spirit for fruit production which is called the glorification of your spirit when your spirit's glorified you learn how to talk out of your spirit what's a glorified spirit the word working in your inner invisible man If your inner invisible man isn't glorified, it's because the word ain't working in you. Something else is. Satan. Satan and darkness and shadows and worldliness and immaturity, rebellion, witchcraft, sorcery, the magic arts, lust. All these things completely, the Bible says, traditions, religiosity, nullifies the power of the word. The power of the word to do what? Bring light to your spirit. That's good. When your spirit doesn't have the devil in the world in it and just begins to be nourished and loves God, what does it mean to love God? It means to allow his word to energize your spirit. Faith is the light that comes from allowing the word of God to bring light to your spirit. So everyone's spirit is as bright as the measurement of their faith. You want to grow? Grow in faith, which means grow in allowing the word to light up your spirit and your spirit get brighter. As your spirit gets brighter, it's a different word. What was the promised land word? Jurassic size wine grapes. (laughs) They had tiny grapes in Egypt. Now they had gigantic Jurassic grapes in the promised land. Notice the seed inside the grape was a completely different level. The mm-hmm. seeds of the promised land grapes were different. bigger than the grapes different of genetics. Egypt. Different genetics for that grape. That's right. Wow. Which means the entire fruit production system of glory inside the inner man goes from tiny like mustard seed to the largest of the garden plants, promised mm-hmm. land seed. Amen. So promised land seed is what the word of God comes forth from the overcomers which is what we're trying to produce through Joel's Bar and Red Letter Ministries, getting people into Jurassic seed. So the seed is like the wisdom of the ages. 
the wisdom of the ancient of days and the head of days so that the word comes forth with such huge seed but in order to, re to receive that seed you have to have soil which means there has to be a lot of you available to receive it yeah. so satan comes and tempts and fills up all the areas of our heart mm. with worldly things relationships boys girls going after money going after success children, family idolatry, all the cares of this life instead of the kingdom life so that the huge amounts of seed can't even come into the heart to bear forth huge amounts of glory. As soon as you make your heart available for the seed, God's word starts working in you. Working how? To produce light. Of Elijah it's written, he was a great light. Why? He got rid of the entire Jewish religious system out of his life. And so God's word could work in him in the river without man's influence. John's baptism wasn't from man and they picked up stones to kill them. No, because he got man out of his life. And the only thing that mattered was the divine word. Therefore, he was a great light. Until you do the same, you'll be a small diminishing light, a fading light, a fading glory, because you're still working for wages that spoil man instead of God the Father who never diminishes in Shekinah, who is a perfect light that never changes. That's what we need to change. Who are you working for? What seed is growing in your heart? Are you allowing the vine dresser to remove smaller seeds? Are your seeds getting upgraded? Is your spirit going from glory to glory to shine ever brighter to the full dawn of day? What's full dawn of day? No small seeds, all promised land seeds. Amen. You're still sowing and reaping forever. Seed time and harvest remain eternally, it is written. Amen. But the issue is the seed has changed in the soil of your spirit from wilderness, they had bread, they had stuff going on there. Egypt, world, earth, to Zion, heaven, kingdom, celestial. Ooh. Now it's entirely upgraded. What does that mean? Entirely angelic. When you're entirely angelic, you don't allow lower words into you. You burn them up before they even come to you. It's, you have a completely different interpretation of the Bible that's more at Father God's level of understanding. Which means the people around you be more like elders than infants. It's written in the Word. We love infants, but the Bible says the 24 elders are around the throne. Zero infants around the throne ministries. That's what Scripture says. How do we get to a place where we entertain maturity and challenge immaturity, which we need to do as a biblical example to lead the body of Christ. We need to change the seed type, the word type, the interpretation type, challenge our belief systems, go higher in God, read the hard parts of the scripture. Yeah. Get into Enoch and burn your brains out because the human being can't understand one word. <laughs> All the hard parts that irritate you need to be, need to be the choice parts that intoxicate you. Amen. You set aside time and seasons and fasting and prayer, meditating on the Word. It's like how the cow chews the cud or how the sheep gorges on the pasture until it trances out. 
sheep will eat until they pass out, mm -hmm. which is something we want to do and challenge ourselves in mm -hmm. every day, which is, it's a food eating challenge. It's good. You're in a food eating contest, people. <laughs> eat until you pass out. Put the word in until you trance out. Or you go to sleep and you wake up and man, things have shifted. Good. Then go back into the word and challenge your soul and your flesh to be more burnt up than this. Until mm -hmm. you can handle greater amounts of word and glory burning through your hearts until, guess what? The word is what changes you from human to angel. Angels obey his word. Mm -hmm. That's what it says in Psalms 103. Humans, they don't obey nothing. They say this is impossible. Yeah, well, it's easy for God and God's angels. It's easy for them because that's their nature. So you got to be changed by the word into a nature that's easy and light to obey. And you're not sitting there in the human nature saying, this teaching's impossible. I'm going to just go back into my humanity. No, let it challenge you. Let it burn you up. That's what the burnt offering is, is giving the impossible parts of the human being can never obey the word into the fire of the word and to burn them off of your spirit to be more angelic, to hear a greater word, which means the empowerment to do the greater works of John 14, 12, because he went to the Father. You'll never do them until you allow the word to burn off your humanity. When you do, God will work through you in mighty exploits. Those who know a greater word, a Jurassic word, a promised land Zion mountaintop word, they will do the greatest works. They will wear the white linen of Revelation, which mm -hmm. are the great works of the end time saints. We haven't seen it yet. You're the people getting trained for it right uh, now. That's good. He wants to completely terminate the human nature out of you to be entirely angelic through and through. Angel-like sons of the resurrection, they are the children of God and they cannot die. If you obey this message and go into the realms that's trying to raise you up, if you forsake and repent from all your humanity, burning up the dead things, and all the pleasures of the flesh and all the distractions of the world, if you terminate those things, allow them to be pruned, you will have great fruit. Your spirit will shine like the noonday sun. It's your response to the word of God to bear forth that amount of light. Daymakers, dawnbreakers. That is the potential of the word working in you. Now just let it go through and let it change you. Let it rearrange you. Let it remove the stuff that's stealing from you from the enemy. The word's the sword that terminates the foul birds and the beasts of the air and the beasts of the field. The word itself is what kills the animals. It is the sharp two-edged sword that destroys demonic influence, destroys lies, strongholds in the head. Even your DNA, that's the clay in the potter's hand. Who is the potter? The Word of God shaping and fashioning you brand new into a creature you have not known before. All you can know is hearing the Word, then allowing the clay, which is DNA, to change. You are the DNA clay. I am the DNA clay. He is the master potter. Mm -hmm. You gotta believe that he's doing a good work. God is good. All he's removing from you is death. 
But the greatest deception is that death appears as life when you're deceived. So here's what we do. We allow the master potter to burn us. How is he going to burn us? Through angels. Through rivers of fire of the Holy Spirit filled with angels ministering fire spirits. Ministering wind spirits. Ministering holy living water spirits. And these holy angels that are ministering spirits sent to you to help you inherit salvation, they will burn the death out of you. They will blow the stagnant, lukewarm areas out of you. All the areas addicted to sin and transgression, iniquity and falsity, they will deal with you. Why? Because they're holy in God. So therefore, the angels impart into you the same exact holiness that they walk in. You need humility, guess what happens? The spirit and angel of humility comes to you. You need wisdom, guess what happens? The spirit and angel of wisdom comes to you. Now you decide how much of it you get in your spirit from the Holy Spirit angels sent to you in the Holy Spirit from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And what you learn how to do as a feaster, and sometimes the faster is receive more. The more you're able to receive, the more your soil of your heart is clean and healthy for what? The fresh word of God to bear forth a greater fruitfulness than you've ever walked in before. This is how we go from glory to glory, the whole farming process. Amen. So anything you need from God, God's going to send an angel. 100% of the time, no exceptions ever in eternity past or eternity future. The issue is how you respond to the spirit that comes from God. If you respond to the holy angel appropriately, what did Mary say? Let it be unto me according to your word, Gabriel. And it was. And the cloud of glory overshadowed the girl and she became pregnant with Messiah. Amen. So the cloud of glory will empower and brood over everyone that receives <laughs> angelic ministry according to the Bible. And then what was the guy's, it was Zachariah said, nuh-uh, and then like couldn't talk, he was dumb for a while. <laughs> and he so got he says, his name is John. So it's just different, same, same God of all, Father of lights, Father of spirits, same angel Yahweh, Jesus Christ, same Holy Spirit who sends angel messengers. They carry the word of God. It's just like you said, how we respond to it. They carry the word of God. Do you want to have something in common with the angels to talk about when they show up? Get into the word of God. Mm. Get into worshiping God in spirit and truth. You'll have a lot more in common than just like, whoa, big angel, like being me, small, sinful human, you know? <laughs> like, it might be terrifying. That's fine. Mm. But, you know, we want to have more in common with their culture than with our earth culture. So that... As the kingdom of God, it's at hand. The kingdom of God Cosmic is coming out. Culture. Cosmic culture. Mm. Righteousness. Juicy. Yeah, so we want to rep that culture, you know, get ingra ingrained in that. And doctrine, I call this, this is my programming session. This is my, indoc <laughs> I'm indoctrinating myself today. Like, I'll put on Enoch, I'll put on the Bible, and just tell my nefesh, my living being, that this, this, the part of us that has the problems... That needs to, you know, that needs to be put down. That needs to die. That needs sanctified. That needs circumcised. All right, this is our program time. This is our culturation indoctrination time, and 
I just understand I'm just I'm programming myself that's fine so that whole ten, first 10 15 minutes I know this thing right this thing is gonna be like oh I want to check my cell phone oh I want to be entertained oh, I wanna... what entertainment are you looking for better than the Word of God that's how deceived we still are it's scary I know so so hence the programming time so okay so if you know that right if you understand that you can choose actively with your will and by, by the Holy Spirit and like you know help me out God I need to do this I need my program times so I can get inculturated and, and be friends with you and the angels put everything else aside I know that for the first about 10 to 15 minutes sometimes less if you're more trained get more consistent this thing's gonna want phone time snack time nap time <laughs> it's gonna want anything else but word into eyes without distractions 10 minutes 15 minutes of direct word of god into your eyes hand on your belly holy spirit let these words be written in my spirit let this program this thing let this you know I'm trying to this is my wanna bulk up with you right now my spirit let you get turn you know, like rocky coming out swinging and <laughs> it's okay do that but if you understand that that first 10 15 minutes you're going to desire all the wrong things you can anticipate that ahead of time and plan ahead for that and force yourself that I'm not gonna go for the distractions because I know that first 10 15 minutes this thing's a little out of control but once you kind of get into it it's the most interesting most entertaining thing same thing when you're doing an in-depth study like you're on your computer you're looking up the words you're looking up the Greek you're looking up the Hebrew you're studying you're looking your notes you're making your notes that first 10-15 minutes is probably going to be just regular boring study not fun boring dull not revelatory not fun why because this thing if you understand that ahead of time and know that you're just burning through the flesh just keep studying who cares if it's boring just make yourself do it who cares oh the, what the word is boring for me who cares what do you want to whine about you haven't even shed your blood some people died for bible translations physically come on you can't like oh, well i'm bored i can't i mean come on really like how dedicated are we you know so set the time aside and understand it's gonna be boring it's not gonna be fun and maybe it will because you you'll train yourself to be in the spirit and it's always fun in the spirit it's always interesting it's the most entertaining so ask yourself what is it that entertainment that I'm looking for that I think somehow is better than the living God it's because we still don't understand we're still so dull so anticipate that plan for that give yourself at least 15 10 15 maybe 20 minutes if you're just getting started and just keep going when you break through into that vein you're in the spirit doing it it's gonna flow it's gonna be interesting it's gonna be fun you're gonna feel the presence of God he's gonna be talking to you you're gonna be talking to him you're gonna get answers right you're gonna get answers to your questions you're gonna get answers to prayer you're gonna know your father in heaven you're gonna get to know the kingdom within you and you're gonna learn how to pull it out and share it with others God will speak right through the word that you put in your heart the more word you put in your heart, the more clear you hear, because the word is the language of God's voice. Amen. Amen. And I want to say this too: we we know that you guys you're tuning in 
because you want to know the truth even if it hurts that's the kind of people that you are so that's why we speak the truth so candidly and so freely to you because we know even if it sucks even if it kind of hurts the feelings or whatever you you came here because you want to know the truth and the truth will set you free so and paul says spend time in psalms hymns and spiritual songs i spend hours every day in praise and worship psalms hymns and spiritual songs is called praise and worship and spend time in praise and worship and cultivate the presence of God around a healthy thanksgiving, enter his courts of thanks, his, you know, his throne room with worship. And the spirit of thanks brings the spirit of praise, and the spirit of praise brings the spirit of worship. And once you're in the spirit of worship, mm-hmm. stay there and bask in the glory of God. And learn how to live in the spirit of worship. Live a worshipful life. Live a, a life like a song. Overcomers sing the song of the Lamb and the song of Moses, Revelation 15, which means they're always in praise and worship. They're always in a musical accompaniment <laughs> to their lives. And it's, it's extremely healthy. Praise and worship is so thrilling and fun. And about reading the Word, the Bible says in Psalms that the entrance of His Word gives light. So when you're looking at the mm-hmm. Word, mirroring it on your TV, going through Amplified or Message or whatever, understand you're allowing light to enter your soul. Mm-hmm. Therefore, it becomes fun and thrilling because you're increasing in light. And nothing feels better. There ain't nothing. All the drugs and alcohol and sexual morality that seeks pleasure and hedonism in the earth is trying to go and trying to go and fulfill the experience of God's light. The word gains light. It is written. Mm-hmm. So just understand, it does become exceedingly mm-hmm. pleasurable to allow right. the word into the gates mm-hmm. through ears and eyes and senses. It's because you're upgrading your light. Mm-hmm. And remember, you know, what Bobby Connor said, this is a, a good theme for us in this ADHD uh, kind of generation, distracted generation, that when it comes to seeking God, God hates, he detests multitasking. So when it comes to, well, this and that, I've got all these things to do, you know, you want to live in the atmosphere of glory, you know, and ha- continue that relationship with God while you're doing the dishes, right? Brother Lawrence, while you're cooking, while you're doing your job. But when it comes to time for the Word of God, and then you praise and worship, you're going to get more out of a solid 10-15 minutes of concentrated study, or concentrated Word of God into the eyes and ears, or concentrated worship of God. But if it's just going to be, you know, just chilling out, it's nothing wrong. I got the Word of God on, scrolling through, doing my, checking my emails, doing my work, that's fine. But what we're talking about is a set-apart, dedicated time. Screen time, scroll time, that's fine. But your word time, your study time, and your praise and worship should be a separate time where you're focused with on with Him on all your heart, all your senses. You'll get more out of 15 minutes of praise and worship without distractions. You'll get more out of 15 minutes of Bible without distractions than two hours of pretending to do something with God that you're not really giving it your all. And it's fine. You want to have the word going, have the worship going, but make sure you set that time so we're not lying to ourselves. Okay, you know, I did this, I did that, but not really. Just making it more real to get more focused because some of you are getting a sharp blade this season. We need more soldiers coming up. You're going to be fighting bigger battles. Get that shield going. The word of God is a sword and a shield. Sun and a shield. Got it? So get the, get into the word of God, into praise and worship, spend Mm. devoted time in this generation where everybody's distracted. Show God 
that you really mean to spend the time with him. That, I mean, some people will even put their phones away for their mom or their dad at, at dinner or for your wife or your husband or your family. It's dinner time, you know, phones away, right? We can do that, but we can't put our phones away for God for five minutes. If that's the case, there's a problem. So just it's about showing God that you care. Show him that I'm open with all my senses for this time I have set apart just for you to seek you with all my heart, all my senses. And then, you know, keep the word of God going and, and do your thing, do your dishes, do your scrolling, do your Instagram stories and share the word of God on Facebook. You know, that's what we do. But we want to encourage you to go to the next level so you can hear, you can obey, and have a better relationship with God. Amen. Bless you guys. Going into April, just want to read something uh, for all of you to become covenant partners with Red Letter Ministries. Just impart some financial wisdom and understanding from the throne of God and the Lamb into your hearts. In giving into your apostolic leadership this month of April, understand this verse. A workman is worth his wages in full. Scripture says in full. In full is the exact phrase used to bring in full the tithe into God's storehouse, his leadership at the head of the body. Until we honor the prophets, we cannot get a prophet's reward. Mm. Until we honor righteous men, we cannot get the reward of righteousness. Understand this truth. What person works the entire month, then someone else who did not do the work gets paid. Or even worse, his payments are withheld. This is why scripture says give double honor to those who teach. Double tithes, double offerings. For by their divine words from heaven, your souls are saved and without them all are lost. Honor the leadership of Red Letter Ministries who work continuously in the priesthood of the Lord Jesus Christ. For your rising in the prophetic word, give honor where honor is due and do not withhold or pay another who has not plowed the fields of your hearts. Tithe and give honor this month of April to Red Letter Ministries. Amen. Bless you guys.
Jesus.